Hello, and you're listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Mark. I was wondering if you were going to do that for real, and then you ruined it. Now I have to rescue my own name. Which one are you? Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark. The previous fake Mark is really named Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. And we're also joined, of course, by Jackie. Hello. I don't know who that was supposed to be. Uh, (laughs) And we are a trio of uh, real goofy people uh, who have this podcast to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, mainly the 2012 anime by David Production. However, we already covered that. And the Rohan OVAs, which are now out on Netflix, by the way, uh, and the 90s and aughts, OVAs and live action. We've covered all the JoJo stuff except the actual comic. We will not read the comic and talk about it. I have read the comic, but I do it privately. These days, uh, <laughs> since we've covered all that, and you can find it on our uh, anchor.fm slash jjbpod website. Uh, I, I started that sentence weird. I had to commit to it. These days, we've been taking suggestions and sponsorships to watch anime of our listeners choosing. And so this week we watched three episodes of the show slash cruel joke, blood sea cruel joke. Uh, that slipped out. Um, a 2011 anime, um, partially by clamp, which I have to pronounce that way because I think they officially have an exclamation point. Clamp clamp. Uh, but before we get into talking about blood sea, we, are going to take a stop in our supporter shrine. I don't know. Okay. They, they don't all no. count as supporters. Blood. Our blood bag. No, that doesn't. <laughs> that, that loses the email part of the metaphor. Buddies. Our buddy, buddy blood bag. <laughs> That's know. awful. I hate it. What is like the, is the, the communication system in the body? We learned this from cells at work. Is it the lymph nodes? Limbic system? The limbic system. The limbic shit. Listener's limbic system? Something? I don't don't even know if that's right. This is a scripted show. Everything we have said was written down with lots of forethought. We're just really natural actors. This email is from Justin. The subject line is Dragon Made Goodness. Hello, JGB Pod Crew. My name is Justin. I'm a longtime listener and a first-time writer. Ooh, a long-time first-time. I'm 30 years old and live in Charleston, South Carolina. This podcast is my favorite to listen to. Out of how many... Okay. <laughs> and I can't wait until we get to hear you talk about Part 6 in all of its, quote, heavenly, end quote, glory. Until then, I'm excited to hear your guys' thoughts on Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid because it's one of my all-time favorites. That was last week. If you guys end up enjoying it, then get ready. Season two is on the way. I'll keep it short because I know you guys like it that way. And my one month old is getting fussy. Hope you all have a great week. Very respectfully, Justin. P.S. I'm horny on main for Toru. Another JJB pod parent. Uh, Thanks for writing. Thank you for writing. We did enjoy the Dragon Maid show. Yes, this and the next email came in, uh, I think, like right after we recorded, because we usually record on Sundays. But uh, you know what? Instead of throwing it in the trash and saying, we're not reading that, you're too late. 
We read it now, so we apologize for Miles' rudeness. Uh, let us know if there's any anime that your one-month-old likes. Yeah. Does your one-month-old like Crayon Shinchan or Detective Conan? Those are the only choices. <laughs> uh, this next email is from Yuko. Yuko is written in before. Is a listener, I think, from Japan. I, I would think so. The name's Japanese. They're very good at Japanese. They could be in, you know, Bulgaria. They, they could be anywhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, subject line is, hello. Hello, JJB's pod hello. crews. Hello, JJB pod crew. Thank you for covering the live action Kishibe Rohan wa Ugokanai. I'm glad you are interested in the Kushagara guy. His name is Mirai Moriyama. He is an actor, dancer, and big fan of Michael Jackson. Mm. He starred in the theatrical play of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, too. You should try Moteki, a movie. You can watch him dance. By the way, I really admire Mark's Japanese skill. When you said chinko means dick, I laughed a lot. <laughs> Keep up with the good work, Yuko. Thanks, Yay. Yuko. Um, Thank you. I, I use a... Now you have to say you have to say chinko every episode. <sighs> Do I have to? Yeah. I did say netorare last episode. I don't know if you listened to that 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 one, Yuko. Uh, but uh, what does that mean? I think didn't I mention it that it means like the the like cuckold situation? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a lot of dirty Japanese in in the old noggin, but I you know try to keep that under wraps because uh, it's uncouth, unseemly. But uh, yeah, Chinko should means we, dick. Should we check out this movie where we can see the Kushagara guy dancing? Moteki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wonder if, uh, I think it'd be funny if we watched him in something else and he was super restrained and mm -hmm. calm and <laughs> not at all like over the top Kushagara pizza. Yeah. Um, but it might also <laughs> just be that same character uh, mm. dancing around to Billie Jean. Mm. Who knows? Uh, Jackie, do you want to take the next email? Okay. This next email is from... Ethan, it's from Ethan, and the subject line is emails, Kobayashi, programming, and Yoshinoya. Greetings, podcasters. Ethan from N Minnesota in Iowa again. Minnesota in Iowa? It's Ethan from Minnesota in, in Iowa. Iowa. Okay. Ethan from Minnesota in Iowa again. I am not that good at Java slash object-oriented programming, but I'm still in... Uh, Computer science, he, he's writing a lot of acronyms, but I know them. Uh, I'm still in computer science and doing my best, best. Right now, I'm taking discrete maths, which is like math for computer people, including set theory, logic, permutations, and stuff like that. Kobayashi Pod was interesting. I have not seen that live-action JoJo NHK show yet, but it still makes for interesting listening material. Kobayashi Pod related, I think you were right on the Python guess. A good academic-style text about Moe is the book Moe Manifesto by Patrick W. Galbraith. Oh, these dragons gay. Good for them. Good for them. I don't I don't get it. Is there a JJB pod emailing list? Yes. No. Well, kind of. If you're a, if you're a patron. If you're a patron, Miles has a newsletter. If you're a patron, there's probably a way. Yeah, you get emails automatically from Patreon, I guess. Probably. Yeah. I think you do. I cannot promise that they are uh, responsive, though, because I have nothing to do with 
it's it's all it's all just through patreon so i have to check because i'm subscribed to one patreon i support someone who draws uh fan art of where's waldo mm. characters mm-hmm. um and so I'm, is that true i'm pledging 30 dollars a month that's not true for erotic waldo situations like there's they drew like where's waldo at an orgy and it's just like a lot of naked bodies so to be honest waldo kind of stands out he's the only one in clothes so let me just check my inbox and see Mark, if i get email is updates. this all invented out of your brain is it none of this ha- is true half yeah. true is it uh, it's, zero it's true, true. But, i would have wanted but, that but link. you all invented it out of your brain yeah okay You're so clever mark look at you like what's going on in there you know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) all right uh from ethan p.s uh sorry the 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 email is still going p.s every time i close my eyes this week i wake up surprised that it is warmer here with less snowfall than in texas p.p.s i have an interesting story for the pod ahem I went to Yoshinoya a while ago. You know, Yoshinoya. Anyway, this is the story that Mark was talking about last the episode. The famous Yoshinoya beef bowl copy pasta. Yeah. Which includes the amazing line I forgot about, which is where uh, this person is ranting upset that someone ordered extra sauce at this restaurant, Yoshinoya. Mm-hmm. And uh, they write, I want to ask him, do you really want to eat it with extra sauce? I want to interrogate <laughs> him. I want to interrogate him for roughly an hour. <laughs> roughly an hour. Yeah. Um, if you would like to read the whole thing, Miles included it in his Patreon newsletter. It's true. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Um, and if you look it up, there's a lot of, uh, obviously it is a copy pasta. There's a lot of spinoffs of it. And one of them is like an Italian restaurant and it's written mm-hmm. in stereotypical, oh. like this guy came into my restaurant Okay, and, uh, it's really dumb, but I laughed at it. <laughs> Cause you're so, really dumb. I am really dumb. <laughs> this as I said, is also from Justin, who's trying to be irregular according to his subject line. Mm. I'm going to try to make it happen to write in more often now to make up for all the times I told myself I'd write in and never got around to it. I haven't seen this week's anime Blood Sea yet. However, I have access to it. So I think I'll watch it through and see your guys' initial thoughts along with my own. Keep doing a great job on the show and have a great week from Justin. Not respectfully anymore. Mm. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up hoping it's April so we can finally get this goddamn part six announcement and it makes me anxiously horny. Good. Yes, we are all waiting for April where I think uh, whoever it is in charge of JoJo has said that it's like the biggest announcement ever. Mm. Uh, So watch them not announce it. Instead, it's another gotcha game or something. Oh, yeah, because we have JoJo news. I'm going to get onto some JoJo news after this. But to close out, we have news. We do not, not that much news. But okay. there's JoJo World news. Okay. To close out this week's correspondence corner, aka Blood Buddies, whatever the fuck we called it before. <laughs> uh, this is from Chad, and the subject line is: Whatever you do, please don't use Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2 anywhere in the episode, please. Really, not a U2 fan, Chad, or is this supposed to be some kind of reverse psychology? Mm. Because I don't know. Aloha JJB pod crew. After Mark mentioned all the Ainu related info last week about Little Dragon Kanma from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, I felt like I needed to recommend to you hosts and anyone interested in learning more to go watch the anime Golden Kamui on Crunchyroll or VRV. It's got a ton of adventure style action in turn of the century Japan, coupled with an insane amount of cultural information about the Ainu people 
their beliefs and practices. I've watched through almost the entire first season or two, maybe three. I swear that if I had the money and there wasn't a pandemic, I would take my wife and myself on a trip up to Hokkaido right now, where the majority of the remaining Ainu live, to learn stuff and eat really good food. You could totally subcategorize Golden Kamui as low-key food porn. Mm. Quick fact about the Blood series that Blood Sea is the most recent part of, the original Blood, The Last Vampire, was the very first all-digital anime. Most, if not all, modern anime do this now, having long since left behind traditional cell animation. But back in 2000, this was a pretty big deal. What style of vampires do you like? This Showa interpretation? Twilight Sparkle style? Queen of the Damned? So many options for blood-sucking stalkers of the night. Anyway, hope all is well, take care, and stay safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Maybe my use of Edgelord was a little misplaced last email when I should have just used the Japanese term Chunibyo instead. Chunibyo. There's a link here to Chunibyo, a Wikipedia article stating that it is a colloquial Japanese term to describe early teens who have delusions of grandeur. Uh, They want to stand out so bad that they tell themselves they have hidden knowledge or secret powers. Mm, That was definitely me. (laughs) You told yourself you had... I, I legit thought I was like... Actually, I don't. I'm, it's like embarrassing, <laughs> but like I thought I like when I was really little, I thought I was a, I was a saint or something, uh, and then or that I would be a uh, like I don't know some some what are they called? I don't know. I was religious. What are they called? A saint. The saint works. But like, there's like those fancy people that God talks to, and then they do shit, and like they're all awesome. A prophet. And a prophet. I thought I was gonna be like somebody like that. And then I got older, not that much older, still a kid. And I was like into like charmed and like witches and stuff. And I was like, I'm definitely going to be like a fucking somebody with superpowers or like I'm going to be a hero. You know, I had like this like hero kind of thing where I was like, I'm going to save people. I'm going to be like good because I'm special. Anyway. I think I always knew I would amount to nothing. And I'm a loser now. So (laughs) As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be absolutely nothing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think a lot of us had aspirations like that. Mm -hmm. You're not weird for that. Apparently, Chunibyo translates to middle two disease, meaning like middle school, second year syndrome. Mm. So people in what, seventh grade or something? Sixth or seventh grade? Tweens? No. Preteens? I don't know what middle school is. Middle school was like fifth. Well, for us, it was like fifth to eighth grade. Some places I think it's fifth to seventh or sixth to eighth. Okay. You know, you're, you're, you're preteens. I just went K to K to eight. K to a million. K to eight was my school. So All right. anyway, do you know what junior high is? Isn't it the same thing? It is the same thing. I don't know. You caught me. I've never been to, I, I just went to elementary school and then high school. Okay. What style of vampires do we like? Um, I think the I like bumbling the, ones from what we do in the shadows. Oh, uh, I've never seen that. Me either. Still. It's funny. I like uh, classic vampires. I like uh, weirder, nastier style vampires like in From Dusk Till Dawn, which is almost like zombies, but whatever. Um, I like, uh, vampire hunter, duh, bloodlust, where mm, it's just yeah. s- sort of like, whatever, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> They're super, pe- feels like Castlevania. I like Castlevania. 
I like scary vampires um, or Anne Rice vampires. Mm. Where they're like classic and cool. It feels... Uh, Anne Rice... I mean, I've they're, only seen Interview scary. with the Vampire. It feels like classic vampire lore, but more modern. Uh, right? Like they're just rich, handsome dudes. Yeah, because they're living now. Oh, I like the vampires in True Blood. I like that kind of like... Never seen it. Uh, they're they're modern because they're... But they're like fucking old. They're like hundreds of years, you know, hundreds of years old. They've seen it all, but they're like living in today's society and they've been able to like amass a bunch of wealth and you know, power or whatever. I think that's true for the Anne Rice stuff too. It's just not yeah. the South. Yeah. Miles, your thoughts. I already said. What'd you say? I said like in, oh my God, what we do in the shadows. Oh yeah, you did say that. But that's it? You just like a bumbling? Yeah, I like funny vampires. I like scary ones. I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer vampires too. It's it's cool that they their face gets all scary. When they turn into vampires, but they're handsome, handsome men when they're not, uh, <laughs> or women, <laughs> they're, they're, they're all, they're like very attractive people. But then when they turn into vampires, they have like scary face and they're all scrunched in. Nice. Yeah, I'm not a big scary monsters guy. More mm. of a nice sprites guy. Oh, that's, uh, it's a shame you went for the Skrillex reference when that's a David Bowie reference to begin with, Miles. Oh, shit. You should have said super creeps. Damn it. Good song. A strange comeback after his like weird Berlin stuff that may have alienated people with Brian Eno. And then he did Scary Monsters, which was also weird. And then he just went into like full pop, I don't give a fuck mode with some of the worst music of his career. Anyway, enough about David Bowie. Oh, I'd, I'd Mark, heard when of- are you going to do your Bowie cast? <laughs> uh, it's happening now. This is going to be an entire pod series in the middle of this pod episode. I've he- I've heard of Blood the Last Vampire by the way that Chad mentioned. I that- think I've seen it. Oh, okay. When I was in my anime peak of like early aughts or so. Mm. But I I don't remember the naughty knots. The naughty knots, the naughty aughts. I think uh I didn't leave much of an impression on me. I remember there being uh a submachine gun in there somewhere. Somebody had like a Mac-10 or an Uzi or something. Mm. But that's all I know. And it looked good. I mean it was a there's a feature film. Those always have better budgets and animation and stuff. Here's some JoJo news for you. There is a like pop-up temporary uh, JoJo amusement park or theme park uh, that's going to be running from uh, early March to early May. And uh, it's got different attractions based on each part, meaning like there'll be a Stardust Crusaders attraction called Dio's You're Watching Me, Aren't You? which I think Dia says when he's uh, spotted on the TV when Joseph is using Hermit Purple. And Dio's like, hey, change the channel. <laughs> you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Where is this? Uh, Somewhere in Japan. Where is it? Somewhere. Well, I clicked the wrong link. I, ch- I chose a news website that has very little detail. But now I'm talking to save time as we go to a different page that also doesn't have uh this amusement park called jojo world new amusement park will be in yokohama japan that's all i know about it because i cannot read japanese if it doesn't just say the word dick (laughs) so Mm -hmm. we should do an episode about it about the amusement park or about yeah we have to go there yeah and it's covid 
Oh. So I hope everyone who goes over there uh, is okay, doesn't get COVID. Maybe no one should even go there, you know? Because they, Japan... They all gather there. They did do better than we in the United States did, but uh, they did have to kind of pull back on all the public gathering stuff when like a second wave hit. I think I had more JoJo news, but I have forgotten what it was. Oh, yeah, just that they're shutting down the JoJo uh, handheld or mobile game Stardust Shooters, oh. uh, which is not the one I play. It's the one before that, which kind of looked like a game where you put like uh, pogs on a table and slam them into each other. I tried it, but it featured so much Japanese text that I was like, what is this? Which one means dick? And I, I didn't play it. But hmm. then I got into the pita pata pop, as, as listeners know, because that involves sliding tiles and shit. Because the only word you know is dick. Right. Okay. And it. that game is full of it. <laughs> it's really <laughs> pornographic. It's like a, it's like a Where's Waldo dirty, erotic Stop! fan fiction drawing. <laughs> um, okay. Last thing we talk about before we talk about Blood Say uh, is our Patreon. Blood C, like Etsy, but it's a, it's a store that sells blood online online marketplace for blood handmade blood yes independent grassroots made um we have a patreon if you go to patreon.com slash jjb pod you can see what i'm talking about and verify my claims um support starts at just one dollar that's right one dollar gets you access to the patreon feed uh where you can see things like my extra show notes miles's newsletter about uh all of the pop culture that we reference and talk about on the pod even though it has almost nothing to do with the anime most of the time and the occasional extra content like that one time i uploaded uh only miles's audio from an aborted dodo hedoro episode nice and i have played with the idea of doing um just sort of like solo rambles about jojolion because mm. i and only i uh, I'm almost caught up. I'm like one volume behind. Mm. And you two have hey, not you'll get read there. it. Am I right? Neither, no, neither of you have secretly read all of it. I'm not going to read it. All right. I'll never do it. Uh, if you want to spend $3, you will get a heartfelt thanks. Just like this. Thank you. Mickey, Aura, Celeste, Tyler, Tim, Austin, Nocturnal, Nick, Michael, Martin, Caden, Hunter, Chad, Katie, and Bloof. We greatly oh God, appreciate so many. your support, and it is just incredible that people care enough and like us enough to pay. Yeah. but It uh, really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> We're not saying stop. I don't get it. <laughs> but, you know. Thank you so much. You guys are great. Yes. We love you. that you write in to us and that you listen to us and that you like us and you give us your $3. You're great. Yeah. We also have a tier where for $15 or more, if you're nasty, hmm. uh, just one time, one month, uh, we will watch an anime of your choosing, usually just do three episodes of a TV show, or if it's a really good movie, we'll watch that and talk about it, which is why we are talking about Blood Sea this week. Last week, probably should have mentioned this earlier before all the emails about it. We watched Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and we've got more on the way. Mm-hmm. I, I won't say our march We're, is fully booked but uh we've got stuff to cover we got a queue to, to get through we got a backlog yeah including some stuff that have been some episodes some animes some shows that have been mentioned previously that maybe if you said oh i wish they'd cover that we're gonna do it 
And you can do it too if you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. Now, let's take a break. Now. And then we'll talk about blood-c after this. As stated earlier, I hope you were listening. I said it multiple times, so if you don't remember, I'm not going to go back for you. I was listening. I was saying this to the listener. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I knew that. Okay, okay. The whole joke is I was going to just say that we watched Blood Sea this week, so it would be shocking if you somehow forgot, (laughs) considering we finished watching it an hour and a half ago, something like that. I was joking. Okay, you're very good. Uh, Was it funny? It was funny. I liked it. Blood Sea is a 2011 uh, TV anime show. I guess they're all shows if they're on TV, right? Well, it's not a television movie, okay? You understand? Happy 10 years, Blood Sea. Yeah. Happy 10 years. Wow. Yeah, what month did it come out? July. Uh, a little premature there, Miles. Sorry. Um, it is loosely based on or related to um, a anime from 2005 or 2006. Uh, called Blood Plus, uh, which itself is loosely related to or based on Blood, The Last Vampire, which we talked about in Correspondence Corner. Apparently, according to Chad, the first all-digital, all-singing, all-dancing anime, mm. um, which was a big deal, the turn of the century. And these are all shows about uh, a young girl with a katana that fights the undead, vampire type stuff. But they're not. Is it the same young girl throughout this? No, they all feature the protagonist uh, with a name Saya. But uh, at least in Blood Sea, they intentionally chose a different last name, and it is a different character. Um, and um, this show was co-produced by the manga artist Collective Clamp, uh, who are famous for doing X Card Captor Sakura, uh, Holic which always looks like XXX holic like uh, like it's about someone addicted to porn mm. or something but that's not what it's about apparently and you just pronounce it holic um and this was uh the director directed some of holic name is Tsutomu Mizushima so yeah this was kind of an original show the character designs are very clampy oh and the animation was done by production IG who has done uh Haikyuu the Ghost in the Shell TV series. Uh, and I think they did a great job here. What were you going to say? I was going to ask if all the other shows are also clamp. If the Blood the Last Vampire and Blood Plus, if those are all clamp. No. They're not clamp. This is the first clampy, I believe. Okay. Yes. Um, Blood Plus was also uh, produced by Production IG. Mm. But uh, it was not clamp and the way you can always tell a show is clamp is that characters are extremely tall and thin and their chins could uh cut through diamonds mm-hmm. they always have pointy chins and they're wafer like characters but i didn't dislike the character designs in this show i like, about you i like it I thought they look good miles is making a grimacey face i did not like them I found, especially Saya's long hair, I don't know, something about it bothered me. I was just like, <laughs> cut that hair. Aww. Uh, I, also, I can understand that, but I, I did like it. Um, I, I thought the faces were nice and expressive. Maybe that's more of a testament to production IG. 
Um, I but I, I like every, the characters. Everybody looks so pretty. Yeah. Everybody's so pretty. Except when they would show her talking to Fumi, whatever his name is, uh, the cafe guy. Yeah. He just was alarming looking because he was so tall and thin and his head looked too small for his body. Oh, I thought he was a handsome man. Well, he was in close-ups, but from far away, I was like, ah! Okay. Uh, oh, and we should just say ahead of time, this is going to spoil the entire show. It is a 12-episode uh, series, well, and it did have a movie that came out the following year mm-hmm. that we have not seen and will not talk about. Yeah, so we watched episode one, 1, 2, and 12, and 12 is the last episode. So we jumped all, we saw the beginning, and then we saw the end. Right, and I should say that um, apologies to our Patreon supporter. Uh, they asked us to watch 1, 5, and 12 uh, I misremembered that, so we watched 1, 2, and 12. I don't know how much of a difference it would have made. Certainly, it would have made the ending uh, Maybe we would perhaps have a bit foreshadowed. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because instead, we had an extremely different... Again, spoilers are coming here. Yeah, spoilers are coming. Uh, I don't... Like, I was thinking maybe we could just talk about, like, episodes 1 and 2 without spoiling it and then hop into 12. But I don't know if we can promise that. So there's a big twist. We might we're 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 gonna spoil it for you. So if you want to watch this series, uh, I think it is. If you like blood, if you like vampires, if you like if you like sword fights, really good action animation, and are yeah. not turned off by gore and death. You can watch the show. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but like with more blood, then turn this off and go watch all 12 episodes and then come back and talk yeah. to us. <laughs> all right. That, this is it. This is the cutting off point. Okay. at This th- this is where you turn it off. Get, off. Get the go. fuck out. Yes. Turn it off. Oh. All, all right. right. We all hope right. you like Correspondence Corner. It was on Hulu. It was on. <laughs> it's on Hulu. I think the Hulu rip sucks. Quality's bad. The subs are hard burned in there. And, and they censor. Big. They censor all the the. All the blood. In this case, yeah. I was fine with that. I did not really like the violence in this. I found this upsetting. I liked um, it. Anyway, <laughs> I loved it. Was it jarring. I loved all of it. Uh, I just want to see. Blo- okay. I just want. I like shows like this. Send me more shows like that. M- right, Mark so doesn't like it, but I like that. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Miles, go ahead. Sorry. I like. I guess I liked it better because I found the first two episodes like really, really boring. And I was falling asleep and then it changed. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, what is this? And yeah. then I was wide awake. I will agree. Just my very general comments. The first two episodes, I was like, this moves, this show moves pretty slowly. And like, you know, when are, when are we going to really get to what the meat of what the show is about? You know, because it seems like, oh, happy, go lucky girl, uh, fights vampires, whatever. It's cool. But like, what's it's all the, tropes. All the characters are tropes. What's the plot? And then... We just jump right to episode 12 and we figure it out. Anyway, turn this off if you haven't already. They had their warning. Okay, cool. All right, so now that they're gone, we can talk shit about them. No, just kidding. Um. <laughs> Look at these losers who don't watch the shows that we talk about, <laughs> who don't have subscriptions to every streaming service on earth. Mm. So yeah, this show starts out on its face as one thing, which is it seems to just be this kind of tropey, fun school comedy show. Um, where the girl at night is a shrine. She's a shrine maiden. Everyone knows that she's a shrine maiden, but instead yes. of just doing regular Japanese shrine duties, she fights these horrible monsters. Uh, they really badly hurt her and she, she really destroys them with, them with a sword and it's cool. A very long sword. The fucking sheath has like a dragon mouth at the end of it. 
Um, she dismembers. There's like blood geysers everywhere. It's really metal. Um, and then, so we saw episodes one and two, and they're kind of slow. But I was like, I like the characters and stuff. And yeah. I guess I was just like, this is tropey, but it's all just a shell to see cool fights. And oh. it'll get twisty and weird. Right. So, yeah. So, so they introduce us to the characters. Um, we have Saya, who is a vampire slayer. Saya, I think. Saya. Saya. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, there's this cute coffee shop guy that she flirts with named um, Fumi- Fumito. Right. <laughs> Fulano. Fumito. <laughs> I think it's Fumito, I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it no, out. No, it's, it's Fumito. Um, Fumito. Yeah. Um, and there's her dad. Yep. Who is a nice man who owns the... the. I don't think he owns the shrine. Well, whatever. He like, He's le- a priest. He's the priest of the shrine. The gods own the shrine. <laughs> okay. That's right. Um, and he knows about the vampire thing. Like he kind of sends her on missions, and like he's like looking at books and stuff. He's kind of like her Giles. I to me, this was all Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So he's Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and he's I don't get that. Gives her the well. Is he the old man who in the movie was Donald Sutherland? Movie? I don't remember the Buffy the movie. movie. Buffy remember. was a TV show, but it's based on a movie that it's, came out beforehand. Yes. That has Donald Sutherland. I don't know. I don't remember that movie. I haven't seen that movie. But there's in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there is a guy who is like, he's a librarian, but like his whole thing is he knows about all the vampires and stuff. And uh. He sends her on missions. And he also like, if there's like a weird thing that they see, he's like, oh, I've read every single book in the library. So, <laughs> so I've read every single book on the occult. So let me find the exact demon that you saw. And like, you know, he, he, so he's like the guy who has all the information. Um, anyway, that's uh, the dad for me. How did you guys know that she was a vampire? Like, was I too sleepy to pick up on that? Did we say that she was a vampire? We didn't know that. Oh, Jackie just said it. I said she was a vampire slayer. Oh. Oh, the monsters are vampires? I mean, kind of. They're like undead and we don't really see it in the first two episodes, but I believe they eat people. They're called Bairns. That's Bairns. what the dad calls them. They're called Bernstein Bears. I assumed because the title was Blood Sea that they were vampires and and that she was a slayer. That's a Saya the Vampire Slayer is what yeah, I thought. Yeah, I guess she's... This, these are technically not vampires. Okay, I, I guess you could argue. Um, the, the monsters, the Bairns, were inspired by the, the old ones from Lovecraft's Cthulhu um, universe. Um, although I really don't see it. Um, anyway, um, well, either way. Yeah. So I don't remember where I was. Oh, so I was talking about the different characters. So there's a coffee shop boy. There's the dad, um, in her school. There's like the, um, student president, the president who seems to crush on her. He likes her. He likes, uh, Saya. There's these two twin girls who are like half adorable and half haunting. <laughs> yeah. Because they talk at the same time. They do like symmetrical, synchronized movements. Um, yeah. Um, and then there's the bad there's boy. Like, well, there's the bad boy and there's a bad girl too. There's that, Oh, like the, like the punk girl. I love her. She's great. She's the best. She has the best haircut. And it's she's cool. like so cool. Yeah. So there's like this like punky girl with an asymmetrical haircut. And uh, there's uh, the bad boy guy who's just like mysterious. And she seems to mysterious. like... Mysterious. Saya seems to like him. 
so we saw the first two episodes which just feature like you know everyday school stuff the girl saya is adorable she sings like an improvised song when she walks to school they're like saya you're always late what were you doing were you helping a dog were you you know cleaning up trash around the town and she's like i'm sorry i won't be late she's goofy she falls over and then the format is at the end she fights this disgusting horrible monster thing and then we jump ahead to uh episode 12 oh also there's a, an evil dog in the town that looks like a cat. it's not evil oh it looks evil to me no okay well there's oh, a it didn't look evil to me it looked i thought it was evil nice. it, it has like a frown like it looks a little bit mean or fierce okay well that is there and we we never we still don't know what that thing is so i was like a little <laughs> hesitant because i was enjoying the show yes i admit that it was like really tropey stuff but i mean i like anime so the tropes kind of fall into the realm of things that i like and then episode 12 starts i was not enjoying the show by the way and it's all i know it it's bo- well I, li- I liked the characters but i thought it was boring yeah understandable um and that's people's gripe with the show when i was looking at people's reviews of mm-hmm. it earlier um is that some people were like that's all really boring and it ruins the show or some people were like the show is kind of a trick or a, a troll that's why i called it a cruel joke yeah and the problem is is that they lost everyone too fast because they didn't make it interesting enough like they didn't oh. lose fast they lost people early because that, that was just someone's hypothesis i don't know if that's actually the yeah case. i think they should have had some kind of illusion in the in the like in the in the first or second episode that kind of tells us that there's something more that she doesn't know about they, you know they do but it's like very it's like very have the i have the high schoolers like whisper something to each other or something it that will, makes it seem like something is off you know it's there they talk about their small town a lot and about how it's like we just have one of everything and um the way that all the characters like narrate her life like their whole lives are just centered around her mm. um and Eh, I don't know. This might have just been like meta for fun, but the twins comment on her talking to the goth guy and leaving the school president, a class president, they think Mm -hmm. that is into her. And they comment on like, oh, she's taking a different route, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're referencing visual novels about how, you know, the character can. But that doesn't seem like anything weird. That could just be something you might do in real life. Yeah. I think you get the hint that something weird is going like when I when she was walking home from school and it was just like dead empty and she was looking around Mm. i was like okay something weird is going on but like by the time we were in episode two it was just like just reveal the mystery like Mm. yeah i thought her dad was gonna be impatient both times she comes home to her dad he's just like stiff standing there Mm -hmm. and i was like he's gonna fall apart he's in pieces a monster ate him and he's dead Mm. but he was fine he's just really boring yeah also the show emphasizes sorry go ahead I was just gonna like they could have. I I agree with you. They they should have sprinkled more hints in earlier. Yeah, they um they they also like emphasize a lot that she loves her dad. Like they like yes. like I think like at least like once or twice in the first episode, once or twice in the second episode, she's like I love my dad, and or somebody else is like you love your dad, you know. And it's the like cafe guy, yeah, right. But they keep saying that she loves her dad. And she keeps saying it, whatever. And so I thought, like, this this is here for a reason. And something is, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to eat. He, like, I thought he was going to die, too. Or we would learn something about him. Also, it was kind of weird that her and her dad would always blush. They 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 each blushed, like, twice in both the, the first and second episode or something like that. And I'm like, why are you blushing around your dad? Like, I don't know. 
after after I spent the whole last podcast episode talking about blushing in anime being a sign of like uh, attraction. Yeah, in this case, I don't think that was so. It was just that each of them don't like revealing their childlike nature. You know, mm-hmm. she sings these dumb songs and the cafe owner and her dad hear her. She's blushing mm-hmm. in this. When she talks to the cafe guy, she gets the impression that her dad would never reveal that he likes sweets because mm-hmm. he's a grown man and we don't eat sweet things. And so mm-hmm. I think that's maybe related. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but that was another hint that was weird to me was when they were like, she's talking about the cafe owner um, to her classmates and she's like, oh yeah, he went to school with my dad. And I was like, what? He looks like a young guy. And they were like, they comment the same thing. And she's like, oh, well, they weren't there at the same time, mm-hmm. to which I'm like, well, then you're not. Yeah. What are you talking about? They're not about? classmates then. <laughs> and you're not older. So I, I, for a minute, because I was like, yeah, this town is empty and he just works in the cafe for them. I thought he was like an old like some like a ghost mm. especially when they're first like what is that what what cafe i was like oh it's a fucking ghost you live in a ghost town with ghost people mm. but uh certainly there were hints there was something weird but yeah none of it necessarily telegraphed what was to come yeah so episode 12 begins with all of the characters we just talked about which i thought was really interesting i was like oh that's kind of cool that they managed to keep it contained in the town with the same characters yeah and we find that the nice handsome cafe owner guy Okay, sorry. Before we even get into that, Miles, what did you think when he at the cafe called Gimov gave her those Gimov French pink marshmallows when he was like, people say that touching these feels like touching something else and he wouldn't tell her at first. Do you know, did you think of a particular thing? I assumed, I assumed vagina. (laughs) You assumed vagina. I was at first thinking like boobs and then I was like, maybe like a baby's ass or something. Because I feel like I've touched like those kinds of like French ass marshmallows. <laughs> and I was like, they're like soft. I couldn't think of anything, but I was like, he's definitely flirting with her, right? Like that's got to be something like, I could only think of sexual things. It was a I little was like, creepy. that's got to be, he's got to be yeah. flirting with her. It was a little over the line. The answer ended up being a kiss. Yeah. Which is still flirty. Which is definitely. flirty. Um, especially well, if doesn't he, like, he say w- at the, v- uh, sorry, doesn't he <laughs> say at the end end that it tastes like human flesh? Not humans, I don't think. Like other bairns, maybe. Well, that's what it's made out of. Well, he yeah. does say it's, it tastes like human flesh, but he also says that's what it's made out of. So we learn in the part of what one of the things that we learned in the last episode is that she's a, a vampire or whatever, and that this cafe guy has been giving her food that she can eat because it's like made for her. It's it's made out of other oh, like demons. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get that. But the of themselves in real life, I looked them up. They're pink because they're made with rose water or rose syrup. Mm. Or they can be. They can also be chocolate, which sounds way better. But mm, uh, I, I'm into the rose syrup. All right. Whatever. What is that all about? I don't, I don't think I've ever had anything made of rose. Rose smells good in like perfumes and stuff. You don't want to eat flowers. Yeah. Why not? That's what a dog does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a dog what? does? Yeah, don't eat flowers. <laughs> that's what a dog does before you scold it do you remember the good idea bad idea from animaniacs yes no i don't remember that <laughs> there was one there was what oh, i don't remember whatever. It, it's a very simple concept it's just like good idea here's another episode of good idea bad idea and one of them was like good idea stopping to smell the roses and then it's just a video of a guy smelling roses and then he goes bad idea stopping to taste the roses oh no it was feel the roses which mean oh damn it yeah because they have thorns yeah 
and it hurts him. I thought it was, for some reason, I remembered it as stopping to eat the roses, which mm. would have related better to this conversation. Never mind, bye. That's fine. I assume when they make things out of roses, they don't include thorns that hurt really bad, but... They should, though. I don't know. I'm not French. Um. Anyway, so finally, yeah, episode 12 starts with them all outside of the shrine. Saya's, like, unconscious or something, and it becomes clear... That the cafe guy, despite still talking softly and nicely, is mm-hmm. an evil mastermind of something. All of these school kids are actors paid to be part of some experiment. Mm-hmm. And we should have mentioned... And it's all about her. Like, this, this, they're all actors and she... So it's like the Truman Show. Like, they're all actors and she's the only one that's, like, real. But her memories have all been erased. And, like, new ones have been put into her. So she thinks that this guy is her dad. He's not really her dad. And she has all like these fake memories about like growing up in the town and stuff like that. Something we should have mentioned is that in the beginning of both episodes, there is visually there's just like 3D floating flasks of blood. Really mm-hmm. didn't like that they were 3D because like a lot of the show was really well hand painted and drawn. And there was these stupid like PlayStation one looking ass flasks. Okay, PlayStation two. Let me give it some credit. <laughs> and some like monologue that was almost indecipherable. Where he's like, what makes a person a person? Is it their blood? Uh, could it be what they do? Maybe it is you. And then the show just starts. I, yeah. I think it was the cafe guy. It so was. Like from watching all three episodes, I think it was the cafe guy. And I think he was just trying to say, he was trying to determine whether like nature or nurture is more important. And his way of deciding that was like figuring out whether this girl would go back to her like slaughtering ways despite being put in this scenario yeah because she's that's what i got out of it mm-hmm. yeah i mean we certainly saw this in a strange order um but i don't know so she i think is one of the bairns she's one of the evil monsters but her mind has been wiped she was placed into this girl body I don't know what the point of the experiment is. Does he just have like a bet going with someone? Like, I bet barons are bad, even if you wipe their memories and stuff. Oh, well, I think she also can't hurt humans because that was like, he 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 doesn't know about, it seemed like he didn't know about her past, like how she got to where she was, but she can't hurt, she couldn't hurt humans when he met her. Oh, okay. Because he says later, he was like, he he he, he says like, when, basically, she was put in, in this situation willingly. Like, so when they when they started this he made a bet to her saying like you know if if you win i don't know what who what were the conditions of winning or losing but if he but i guess i guess it's like he had a theory and like if he was right uh some i don't remember but if he was wrong uh he would make it so that she could kill humans again yeah and that's what made her take the deal apparently yeah i'm trying to i have written down somewhere what his uh what happens if he wins? Um, um, yeah, while, while you look for that, um, so basically, whatever the case was with the experiment, you know, she's been in some kind of Truman Show-esque thing and these other people are actors. It seems oh. like they were actually, two, a few of them actually faked being dead, like she thought they died and then they showed up here. Oh, okay. And it, I think when they faked being dead as though they were eaten by previous barons that she was fighting, I did a little bit of reading. Mm. They were wearing talisman mm-hmm. that protected them from actually being killed. Mm. But uh, what'd you find out? Oh, he never actually says what he, what 
he because he, he he just basically like gets cut off or something like so he was like i promise you that uh if you win i can make it so you could kill humans and if i beat you but it gets cut off he doesn't say yeah this show it, it ends on a giant cliffhanger and they already had planned a movie for the next year um so i th- i found that really annoying about this for one thing even if i enjoyed this experience overall and had watched the 12 episodes sequentially I think I would still be really pissed that they did that. They're just forcing mm-hmm. you to buy a movie ticket, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought there was a season two, and that's why I ended on a cliffhanger. That's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we saw it in a weird order, but people had problems with the pacing, that it took like five episodes or so for it to stop being like cute schoolgirl tropey anime and then demon bloodlust at night. That's probably why the Patreon person wanted us to watch one five and twelve which I looked, we didn't do so f- five seems to start to hint at it but six is where it goes insane okay um i think six like everyone in the town everyone in the school is killed or she's made to believe that oh. the twins get killed um i think the goth guy gets killed or mm. school president i barely can tell them apart yeah i mean um, you, like it seems like that's going to happen but i thought that that would have happened episode one or two yeah like <laughs> well but the thing is my only other exposure to clamp in terms of why well, i know we've talked about them before they did show bits right yeah um no okay what, else, what did clamp do holic and cardcaptor sakura oh yeah but they did x and when i was first getting into anime and buying dvds i bought the x movie which yes i now know everyone says sucks and you should watch the tv show but the movie for x was like really poorly established story and then spoilers for x in the next five seconds uh it's like the story of Armageddon and just like all the characters you barely know, they all just die like one after the other. Like, here's a scene of a fight and they're all dead. Here's a scene of a fight and they're all dead. And people's issue was like, yeah, this pacing is really fucking stupid. I didn't have time to care about these characters and now I just watched them die. Cool fights. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of what happened here. Again, we didn't see the majority of the show, but people were saying like, these characters are like cardboard cutouts. So, but even then, like, so anyway, in episode 12, it's... They did do Chobits, by the way. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of... Okay, I'm thinking of something else. Not only did I tell you that like this plan is revealed, these characters were all like actors paid for this bet, but there's a giant like lion or something. It's like another one of the barons, but it looks like a big-ass Digimon. Um, yeah. <laughs> all the monsters at the end looked like, like late-gen Pokemon or Digimon or something. Yeah, they did, yeah. And I think the... Uh, the girls are like, oh, okay, so now that we're done and, you know, Saya isn't her old self or whatever you thought it was going to be, can we go now? And she's like, yeah, I guess if the other actors are done playing, then you don't need to be here. And they're like, uh, the monster looks at them like it's going to attack them or something. And they're like, no, we have the talisman to protect us from the monsters. And he's like, oh, after you died the first time, I gave you fakes. And then the monster really violently kills the goth kid. Mm-hmm. like absurdly fast and there's like a white line that they put in the to bad boy it. he's not goth oh, he's got dark hair that's the, pretty goth okay sure um he's the bad boy the mysterious boy okay fair enough well they're all wearing like black and red school uniforms with chains so everyone looks goth by default to me <laughs> um and she has red eyes but we didn't yeah. question that at first um yeah it's really gory he seems like torn apart but the show censors things with rays of light rays of darkness and sometimes entire blurred sections Mm -hmm. the most upsetting thing was then this monster grabs one of the twins and just slams her into the ground over and over again yeah and they show it all it's blurred on on hulu 
to which I'm kind of grateful because I just and they like show them like screaming like it's absurd. It should be over the top. But like I was in like this mode ready to just enjoy this sort of like half lighthearted real life school comedy and then serious fight against monsters. But everyone's good and the monsters are evil. But then they just show these innocent people being mutilated. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was way more than I was thinking. I mean, because the person who uh, suggested this was like, episode 12 is really gory, so if you're, you know, not into gore, you should just watch episode 4, which means we would have no idea what this show was really about. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, it does have one of the best sword fights, so I was like, well, you know, that seems to be what they really want us to watch, and it has a good sword fight. Uh, I liked, I liked the gore. and So the thing is, like, I think I would have felt differently if I had watched the whole series and cared about these characters. But since I didn't really care about them, it just was, it's like watching a horror movie or or something where I'm like, Oh, that, that looks cool. You know? So my, my reaction to all that was like, not like, Oh my God, this is horrible. I was just like, Oh, cool. Like, (laughs) Oh, that's a cool way to die. You know, the reveal that I, well, the thing I read online was people saying that even though there's more episodes, like pretty much six episodes worth of the stuff that we saw, it's impossible to care about the characters because they're just such tropes. Okay. So like that was people's thing was they were like, I don't even care about these people. And this, oh, well, re- good. this review I read um, from an anime review site called them. This review is by Bradley Meek. And this paragraph resonated with me um, because so that they put out there this idea that the show is intentionally using tropes as like a meta commentary on anime. And mm. then, but then it kind of kills them. Uh, and says, couple that absurdity with violence so extreme it becomes misanthropic. Characters are gleefully, sadistically killed. The last episodes feature scenes that make me sick, remembering it as villains and innocent bystanders alike are run through the meat grinder. The series constantly tries to one-up itself with grislier endings that may be censored, but pointlessly, it's clear how every victim meets their end and hard to think about. And the mm-hmm. worst bit is that this provocation seems pointless beyond just raising the stakes. This is what undoes the joke. If the violence was toned down considerably... This may be a different review. Um, Wait, what was the... Could you read that last part again? Um, just the, ri- the, the raising of the stakes, of it getting mm-hmm. grosser and grosser, is that it just seems kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. And so instead of it being this kind of joke about like, here's all these characters that aren't really real, and just fun ways to watch them die, it's just like so extreme that it, it, it isn't really funny. And that's kind of mm-hmm. how I felt. Okay. I just found it really uh, disturbing mm-hmm. and gross. Um, which is weird. I feel like me 10 years ago would have been like, hell yeah. But here I just like, I, it's just, if you're going to show these horrible things, either make them happen to villains or don't show me them like screaming and they're like horrified faces. Mm. Really don't like that. But all of her classmates get annihilated in creative ways. Yeah. And the whole town gets murdered. The whole town. Because this whole town was a charade. And, and I was la- I was cackling. Jackie was laughing when it got I really over cackling. the top. And I, I envied that 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 <laughs> reaction. Um, Jackie, what was your favorite death? Oh my god. I think I might have written it down. Um, you started laughing really hard when one of them got like their head popped off by one of the bunnies. Because <laughs> there's like bunny that, that was all great, but there I think there was one that was like really good there. And then he was eating it like it was a fucking chicken wing. He was eating a person like that. I liked when what, the second twin when he when when oh I when did not like that holds her upside down by holding each leg and pulls. 
I like that. I I hated it. Um, there was there was one really good one with the. I was la- I was just the laughing. Meat, you were laughing at the meat grinder because this reviewer mentions a meat grinder. That's not a metaphor. There's yeah. really a grinder. That whole scene where it was they were just going and like just like very creatively like murdering everybody in the town. Uh, that was all yeah, just really the, funny and cool. It was that cool. was the bunny who was like um. The bunny was like putting all of them in a bag and I was like, what's going on? I guess those people are going to live. But later you see them all just getting ground to pieces. I thought they're eating out of like the bowl of the bloody pieces. I, I thought at first that, that he was that the, it was all these evil bunny looking monsters, which was like half weird. Again, they look like Digimon or something um, or whatever. But yeah. I thought he was like putting them into his body. And I was like, that is more disturbing than just him eating it. I thought he was just like putting them in like a cavity in its skin. But then it's like, oh, no, they set them down in a bag and one has like a grinder hand and just like massacres them all. Oh, I wrote, I, wrote, I wrote down the one that I thought was hilarious. I wrote down uh, like corn on the cob. So he like just picks picks her up from oh, like picks okay. somebody up from both ends uh, and then just like eats them from the middle. Like it like as if it's corn on the cob. And I I thought of chicken wing. Yeah, like a chicken wing. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was great. Uh, Loved it. Yeah, it was just and like the townspeople, they kept showing them being like, this wasn't part of the contract. And like, I guess <laughs> yeah, that's also that's like also funny and sad, you know, because it's like, yeah, oh, man, these, these are just actors. They're, they're 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 not only are they innocent people, but they were like paid to. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe maybe. They're not that innocent then well, what because I, what I was they say, know that we're like, they're, no. they're knowingly like deceiving somebody, I guess. I well, what I was going to say is I think they had them say that line so that you can be like, oh, whatever, they're assholes. But it's like, not really. Like, mm-hmm. they're just paid to be like part of this experiment where they're just like, just live in this town and act like this isn't an experiment. And then they're mm-hmm. just like massacred. I'm like, no, that's not enough. It's not enough for you to for you to have them be like, but I was an actor. That's like, no, that's not evil. It wasn't in the contract. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't the deal, deal breaker, Jones. <laughs> actors deserve to die. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if I hated actors, then this would have been uh, better. Um, I also feel, I also, uh, I feel bad for all of them, but the, the class president like goes to uh, like protect her or something. And there's like. I don't, again, I don't know if he's part of some big science facility, but there's all these like SWAT guys who did look really cool because they have like evil samurai, not mm-hmm. samurai looking masks. They have evil like Japanese folklore masks. They're like, yeah, they're like demon faced. Yeah, like Oni SWAT people. Mm-hmm. And they just shoot the shit out of this guy. Like the other actors were eaten by the monsters that were like let loose. And it's like, well, whoops. But then it's just like, oh yeah, also these like SWAT guys are just exterminating people. They run over a bunch of people with their car. Which is again graphic. You can see their horrified expressions as they're hit by the car. It kind of reminded me of like other shows um, where we see like people being massacred, but it doesn't usually stop to show you their faces and like in great detail show their bodies breaking apart. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing is this show, it also just kind of felt like it was like taunting me almost. I mean, and I know that it's usually there for the people who enjoy seeing the gore or whatever, but because I wasn't in that, that mindset. It just instead felt like, all right, fucking stop it. And and in the Wikipedia article, it said something like, whoever summarized it was like, uh, and it features extreme violence and such to fit with the themes of the show or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? The themes of the show, like it's got monsters that eat people. Yeah, and, and she violently and sword kills fights. those monsters. Yeah, but like that's part of like combat. It's an yeah. agreed upon thing when you fight someone that you might die and be dismembered. But like, you don't be like, 
Well, the theme of the show is uh, monsters eating people. So look at this person screaming like, oh no, oh my God, please don't. And then they get ripped apart. We don't know why this guy does what he's doing either, right? No. We have no idea. No. Okay. No idea. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I'm, I would want, I would, even though we know like how it ends, I still want to watch the whole thing. Uh, I'll <laughs> take a look. But that's the thing is, I think what I liked about the show, because when we were going to episode 12, I was like, ah, now we're going to spoil it all. But then I was watching episode 12 and hating it and being like, well, I'm glad I didn't watch episodes one through 11. Yeah. And be like, Jackie, I know it's slow and corny, but you know, yeah. it's like getting interesting. And then I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's the thing. If I, really cared about if i was really invested in it i would be i would probably have been crying that last episode or something you know <laughs> well yeah it seems so it, i think there's something where like episode six a bunch of people are killed uh but that's fake so i don't know maybe that would have eased us into it yeah and then when we see them come back maybe i'd feel better about them dying because they already pretended to die in front of saya so they would seem like assholes for doing that you know yeah you still don't really deserve to be torn apart, but you know it's a it's a TV show. What do you think, Miles? It seemed it seemed like the fight with her fake dad did carry a lot of emotional weight, though. So maybe you would have been crying anyway. Mm, maybe. Yeah, and you know we were thinking her dad was going to be dead by like episode two or three. Yeah, we, so he he made it that far. Great. He made it far. She kills him, uh, and then he transforms into his real self, which looks like a. That was a good fight. One of those Beast Wars Transformers guys. Or it, something. It was yeah. It was a good fight. Oh yeah, all of the combat is is great. Um, everything mm-hmm. is is drawn really well. Uh, it doesn't have like that sort of computer design, like three D graphic, like shortcutting or a lot of jump cuts or anything. It's like it's really all there. The the fights are like the only redeeming part of the first two episodes. I thought. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of tr- maybe that's harsh to say, but. I like the little song she makes. It's I great. think her in her town is cute. It's a cute show, but I I don't know. I I was waiting for there to be a plot, you know. Yeah, I was just we, like trusting. I was just end. trusting that would that would happen, you know. And apparently, it like doesn't really happen. And then it's like, J.K. Here's really what this show is, and it's just senseless violence. Yeah, I I do think though, like it 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 would it would it, knowing that makes this show more would make the show i think more enjoyable enjoyable because if i feel like it's slow i at least can watch it with the through the lens of like oh yeah it's a truman show like these people are actors you know and so like that might make it more interesting like just knowing real like because we know what's happening and we can kind of look for those hints that we wouldn't have noticed you know well i think that yeah after we saw 12 i did think about the earlier episodes and there were hints yeah and they weren't super uh, obvious they were more subtle so that will be interesting to see the show now and to think about this being an experiment and stuff and basically like where i land on the show is uh, again there was another review where someone was like i have really mixed views on this someone else said like this isn't a recommendation so much as like a reflection of mixed feelings but someone was like yeah i thought the show was like cruel and and I didn't really like it, but I really want to know what happened and what happens next. Mm. So I thought that was interesting I that maybe we have to watch the movie. Yeah, I think that's how I feel. Like, if I do ever go back, it'll just be like to figure out why the hell this happened. Yeah, although I'm worried that there isn't going to be much of substance there because it does feel like his experiment whatever it is it's just like you got this whole town in on it and you have some company that's ready 
some company that's just ready to massacre everyone and these stupid bunny looking that was like really like a slap in the face to me i was like why do they look so stupid mm. um so i feel i fear that there's nothing that can really satisfy my curiosity as a backstory because it feels like they're like this is a vehicle for gore cool fights and we kind of um kill an existing anime almost you know like we set up this fake school double life anime and then we murder everyone and isn't that mm-hmm. funny um anyway the way it ends ends oh miles go ahead uh so i was trying to think of like things i like from the first two episodes that were notable and i think the the basketball game that they have is like one of the worst portrayals of <laughs> basketball why why do you say in, that on, in television ever it like it ends with her being guarded at half court by that that uh, girl that you like jackie and she just overhand throws a half court shot that swishes and nobody's even really like <laughs> like wow what an amazing like they're 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 saying yeah what an amazing shot but it's as if it was like a normal part of the game mm. right no one's like holy shit how did you do that or like, okay, but that was still a really stupid shot to take. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually a half-court shot is something you do uh, when the buzzer is about to ring in NBA Jam, the video game. Okay. Um, That's right. And by that, I, I also mean a, a full-court shot is allowed uh, and totally redeemable in the same situation. <laughs> um, I do want to point out right here that another um, movie I, I don't like but have seen and may rewatch one day. Uh, this is not a movie. This is a TV show that we're talking about today. But a movie that I'm trying to shoehorn as related here. Okay. Is Escape from LA. Okay. Which was a 90s follow-up to cult classic Escape from New York. Escape from LA is a very bad movie. But there is a scene in which Kurt Russell is about to hear the buzzer. And he's in some survival. Miles, you're nodding. Have you seen this movie? I, I think I have seen it. But... Uh the writer Shay Serrano has a book called Basketball and Other Things in which he lists like like all these different portrayals of basketball in movies and from like most to least absurd. Okay, yeah, in Escape from LA, it's like Kurt Russell's character Snake Plissken, yes, that's what the Metal Gear Solid character is based on. Um has to sink a bunch of basketballs in a certain amount of time and he's at full court and he needs one more to go and he throws it across the court and it goes in. And apparently this they did really do that in real life. Um, it, by my math, the shot goes out of frame, but Kurt Russell does throw a very long shot behind him. A ball does sink into a basket on the other end of the court. Um, it is ridiculous. And for such a ridiculous movie, I, I am shocked that they spent all that time trying to get that shot. I mean, I guess it's one remarkable thing I remember out of that stupid movie that I've seen way more times than I have seen Escape from New York. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, it, again, that's another like kind of not so obvious foreshadow that like this town is fake, right? Is that everyone's just like, wow, you're great. Like no one is like, hey, fuck you. That was a ridiculous shot to make. How come nobody was Why over didn't there? Why you pass the ball? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, she's, yeah. Like looking back, it's like, wow, she really is like the star and like the perfect, like, I don't know. The they just talk about her. her. Yeah. Yeah, those twins and stuff are like, ooh, yeah, you want to talk to that guy, but this guy over here is really interested in you. And she's like, huh? Like, she's really stupid. Yeah. Um, we don't get to see what, a, like, each of these, the characters that they're playing, we don't get to see what they are, what they want, really, if it doesn't have to do with her, you know? 
Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, uh, like a, what is it? Mary Sue or Pollyanna? I don't know what the trope is, but where you're like the kind of the center of everything and you're like nothing special, but everybody is like. I think Mary Sue, is that where it's a self insert? Yeah. Maybe it's Mary Sue. I don't know. I don't know what Pollyanna is. Pollyanna is a different thing. Uh, yes. I forget what it is. Um, yeah. The end end of the show is, yeah, the whole town is massacred. Again, there was a scene where the the class president guy goes to like save her and he just gets annihilated by the, the, the SWAT, which was even crueler to me. It's not like it's a monster whose nature is to eat humans. It was just like they just exterminated this guy. He wasn't an accident. And then she's like, but you didn't even really know me. Like you were an actor paid to pretend to be a love interest. And he's like, but I did start to like you i i think and then he just dies Mm -hmm. um and we move on but at the very end she is closing in on um the big bad guy who is the super calm cafe owner guy impossibly calm cafe owner guy and the one survivor of her class which is the punk rock girl with the cool eon flux haircut and they're in a helicopter who's who's the guy that dies on the stairs that's the class president Oh, I for some reason thought he was the um, bad boy. No, I thought he was the cafe. They have the same color hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. They're in the chopper, and uh, the punk girl is like, "I want to be governor of Tokyo." Like, I guess this guy's experiment includes like exterminating all of Japan. I don't know. Maybe this is post-apocalyptic. Who fucking knows? And he's like, "Yeah, we can we can make that happen." And then uh, Saya, the main character, like jumps and is about to like chop perhaps the tail of the helicopter off like she's barely getting close and then the cafe guy sticks his head out and you're like what is he gonna do up against this woman who just like slashed through all these monsters and he just like pulls out a handgun and shoots her in the face and again all with his like soft calm smile and like half of her face is just blown off like her left eye is just erased and she falls down and honestly if she died right there even though i was already like i don't have any connection to this show i was just going to be like honestly fuck this show (laughs) this is so fucking stupid but i was okay with it but she does live well it was just like really going to be an example of one of those horror movies that i've seen on uh that guy who does the most disturbing movies ever and they show scenes from those like independent horror movies where it's just the most disgusting cruel acts you can think of that's just like either to like in, entertain the most depraved people or victimize people who aren't at that level of of depravity. <laughs> so it really, if she fell off, I'd be like, this is the most, if she died, I would be like, this is the most nihilistic fucking anime there is. But mm. at the end, she is alive because she's, you know, she's some kind of fucking beast. We don't really know. It's unclear. And she is like tying a bandage over her head, which seems to be insufficient in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Half of her head is like gone. Maybe she regenerates. I don't know. Still bleeding. And then you hear this voice talking to her or about her. And it kind of sounds like a narrator. It's a voice we don't recognize. And we see from behind the little dog she was trying to pet in the first two episodes. And in my head, I was like... It's talking! I was like, is it the dog talking? I was like, it it couldn't be. But maybe... I was like, there's no way its mouth is going to move. And then they go to the reverse shot we see the dog and the line finishes with the dog talking yes the dog was speaking out loud to the girl this impossibly cute almost cat looking dog i guess it's a shiba inu it has like it's it has cat like ears it's it's they stick and straight a curly up. tear tail tear <laughs> so what um i fucked up uh 
and it's it has the last lines of the show and i just read that there was something where the voice actor for that dog character was like it was just some article where it was like he was shocked to see that a dog had the last lines of the of the show <laughs> it's like <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like, your wish was to be human or something. I don't know what he says. And then he's like, but your next wish is just beginning. And you just see her finish tying the bandage around her eye hole and credits roll. Um, Pretty weird. Yeah. I really, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I'm curious about this. Uh, but it does just seem like it's mean for existing um, I like the opening. I thought the opening was a nice... Oh, I hated it. You hated it? Why'd you hate it? You don't like <laughs> rock music? <laughs> the first note I wrote down was, this OP sucks. <laughs> oh, I, I liked it. It's apparently half in French, but I just thought oh. it was really bad English. Um, I like the visuals. Yeah, the visuals was cool. They drew a lot of angles of her butt. Yes. Because there's like a full, like sweeping, most fluidly animated part of the show of just her ass rotating uh, blood drips on a boob because of course and then there's like blood all over her body and it slowly comes off right it very ghost in the shell like yeah um mm-hmm. and uh she has something we see in a bunch of anime which is nippleless boobs we don't see the nip we don't know they're covered by blood we don't see if she has nipples or not i think enough comes off that she should have had nipples you never know i well look you never know I guess you don't know if they exist if you don't see them, but it yeah. wasn't like, I don't know. I, I don't want to go into it too specifically, but it feels like she must have small areolas is what I'm, okay, anyway. <laughs> okay. Moving on. I just got, it got close. Um, this is a very uneven show. Yeah. Maybe if we watched more, there would have been more like porny sexiness and I'd be like, okay, fine. This is just exploitation, you know, but without the, the horniness and just people screaming, I'm just sad. And upset. Yeah, it's yeah. But I think I, I think we would have intrigued. seen we would have seen people die mo- more than once, right? Because like yeah, like they like I mean, and it kind of makes sense that they were like, oh, the talisman, whatever. So she probably has seen her friends die. Like each of them has died once, and now we get to see them die a second time. So maybe like you know, if we saw like the Game of Thronesiness of it earlier than the ending wouldn't have because that's kind of what this is too like now that i think about it it's like the red wedding in game of thrones but in game of thrones aren't those characters well developed and you care about them um some of them yeah that's why it's that's why game of thrones is notable is that it's not afraid to do that right it doesn't do the star trek red shirt phenomenon where it's like hey uh no name over here who's not important go talk to the aliens and and usually in game of thrones when someone dies in hindsight like it kind of makes sense you're like oh yeah the way that they were acting this whole season they made a lot of enemies and they were not being careful and it makes sense that there was an opportunity to be killed here and and you know you know what i mean so like usually like also makes sense it's not just like completely random um there's there's a lot of shows this is also what makes some of the violence again and and for the violence's sake if you just want to see graphic violence really well animated then it it does what it does and it needs to do it the way it does in episode 12. I just wasn't interested in that kind of thing, especially just because of all like the emotions It like became more realistic. Um, that's why mortal Kombat 11 has fatalities that upset me and all the previous ones. Not really because it's so cartoonish <laughs> that everyone's just like, ah, my arms fell off and now my head's off. But in 11, <laughs> it's just like, Oh, they look upset. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it 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 seems like okay, a bunch of people died, and then at the end they're like, it was all a play. Yeah. We're all actors, which has happened in a bunch of other and properties. Then the actors die, <laughs> but then they are like graphically mutilated, and it's not like at the oh, end. Oh, like, this is real. That was a second joke. I wonder if like the scenes where they die as actor, like while they're acting. I wonder if like those scenes look fake. I was wondering you know what that I mean? too. Like they don't look as real as they're like as tastefully half off camera and yeah stuff. you're like no because i guess they'd have to be they right? get to like exit because yeah because like you don't get to see their bodies permanently stay there you know yeah because they're actors then they're still alive so so yeah i mean it just it does feel like this was kind of a high concept type of thing where they're like we like these aesthetics and some of the lore but mostly we're just going to use this as an excuse to be like what if we took your expectations and flipped them but still used our, our resources to make cool combat um i have a question yeah this show starring saya Mm -hmm. there are other there are other blood shows Uh is she also the star in them and is she completely different in them you know what i mean because you ask me that up top i did if if she was the star oh Uh, yeah yeah that's where i said that they're also named saya but they have different last names but they're different characters mm-hmm. because I was wondering if like you had seen previous ones and then you see this one. Are you just like, wait a minute? Why? Like they did. Why is Saya suddenly like, a you know, having a different life than what we expect, which happens on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's like a season where Buffy suddenly has a sister and it's like it's played by played by Michelle Tra- Trachtenberg, actually. Um, Harriet the Spy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so, but, you know, she's a teenager, and it's like, wait a minute, we just saw, like, four seasons, Buffy did not have a sister, and suddenly she has a full-grown teenage sister, and it's, like, not explained, and, like, her life is different because of it, and, you know, there's a reason for it, but, and but like, but she, she also acts like it's, like, basically, it's, it's like, the audience, like, we're the ones who are, like, what the fuck is happening, well, you know? They're probably- like, Buffy knows about her sister, and, like, they have memories, and, you know what I mean? Like, so, her memories were erased or something, but... That is probably a reference to an actual trope, which is when, and I feel like we've talked about it, maybe mm. maybe it wasn't on the podcast, I don't know, where sitcoms would do that, where they would introduce a younger character, like uh, Scrappy-Doo yeah. or something, because I know we've talked about Scrappy-Doo on here, <laughs> um, and so it'll just be like a random insert of a younger person, because they think, oh, we're losing the youngsters, so maybe the mm. writers were also flipping a trope on its head with Buffy there. Mm. Um, but here's the thing, so I can't really get a vibe on if this show was considered considered successful but it did have that movie which again seemed pre-planned they did um like one yes there's a movie and then there's two or three live action movies and a stage play Ooh, that's set between the show and oh okay yeah sorry three live action movies two manga oh live action anime movie yeah um wait but the, the movie that the movie that followed this is it live action or is it also anime anime okay okay and then there was a stage play and two and some manga i think two video games and then three live action mm-hmm. one of which was based on the stage play mm-hmm. um so i don't know if it was like a successful show or if everyone really liked the character design of saya mm-hmm. or something and they just wanted to keep running with that mm-hmm. um and I will say that if the stage play features graphic violence, even if it is as cruel as this show, I will have to watch the stage play 
because it would be funny to see like someone rig up a machine that just slams like a doll into the the, the, yeah. the stage really hard and just squibs shooting out. Yeah. I would have to say, okay, well now we've elevated things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we understand that. This is art. Yeah. Well, it's something is what it is. I yeah. like, send us more gory, uh, horrible things that may or may not. I mean, it's really like, it's a dice roll because <laughs> it, like some, some, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It's funny. And other times I'm like, it's oh, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and I, for, even though it did not earn it and it should not have been, maybe it's just how I feel this weekend. Yeah. But yeah, for me, the, sh- the show for me was the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, if, send us gory stuff if it doesn't like mock the audience and show innocent people being ground up for like way too long. I give the show a blood C minus. Where do you guys in, uh, rank it? In terms of, I have a question for in terms of shows that have like, that present themselves as one thing and then turn out to be another, like Talentless Nana or School Live, mm-hmm. how do you think this compares? Those shows are better. This one is better animated in terms of its combat. I think that they, mm, I think that if we didn't see the last episode, we would have a completely different opinion of, of this show. I think that they don't really give you a reason to they don't they don't give you the right reason to keep watching like if they do give you a reason mm-hmm. to keep watching in the first couple of episodes it's not it's a lie it's it's the lie is still to the audience you know because because there's a twist so i don't know there's probably a better yeah. way to do that well those shows do it in episode 1 yeah. and i feel like it's like it's very annoying to make you watch however many episodes it takes to reveal what the show actually is. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the show couldn't completely reveal it in episode one, but I think that it could at least give you enough of a mystery that you as the audience member are trying to solve like what the hell is really happening, you know, ahead of uh, the main character at least, you know, so that there's like some kind of like enough hints that there's something wrong. Um, that you know that there's something more to it and so you feel like you are like smart and like catching things and like trying to put pieces together rather than just watching a show and her boring life (laughs) you know her boring life that gets cool at night when she kills demons um well it's like so we're spoiling talentless nana a little bit here but again we're spoiling the first episode but for me it's just like Yes, Talonless Nana also features kind of flat characters, you know, that are just like there to be killed. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't like, yeah, make you try really hard to like them for several episodes. And we don't then see uh, Nanao in episode one get like his his face doesn't get like impaled on a bunch of rocks while he's like screaming and shit. And then like they dump his family yeah, off the cliff for no, some shit. There's no like super gruesome, horrible yeah. deaths like that. Yeah, that like drag out. Um this show i think i could compare it to game of thrones but game of thrones if you thought it was a nice happy-go-lucky not happy-go-lucky but if you thought it was a different show and then the red red wedding happens at the end (laughs) yeah that's the thing is game of thrones does seem to earn its plot points yeah but it does flip the trope of as an audience member you watch game of thrones and think well these characters are too important yeah exactly right which is what psycho did 
which is what I can't think of another example, but where you're like, the main character is important and like yeah. Shannon, what the fuck was her name? Sharon Lee? Something Lee. Fuck. There's like a, a there's it's like a million shows you watch them and you're like okay well they're gonna there's this main character is gonna find a way out of this situation it looks like they're gonna die it looks like it's impossible for them but somebody's gonna come and rescue them at the last second you know like you you kind of know at the back of your mind like you know that they're gonna get out of this somehow I honestly think that more of what we're talking about in Game of Thrones or Psycho or whatever is that it is more sudden it isn't like they're gonna get out of it to mm. me it's just like. Yeah, I guess it's like well, I'm if saying, something bad happens, that's then you usually don't think anything's going to happen. Yeah, right. yeah that's yeah. usually what happens. But in Game of Thrones, like somebody's like in the middle of talking, and then somebody else just chops off their head like suddenly, and you're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I didn't right. think there was a conflict happening just now." Yeah, sorry, Janet Lee is is like she was like the star of Psycho. She's like on the poster and stuff, and oh. uh, she dies really early. Right, and um, so it wasn't like even uh, oh, that happens in um. What's that shark? Deep Blue Sea, the greatest, one of the greatest movies <laughs> of all time <laughs> about sharks. No. And one uh, of the greatest movie theme songs by LL Cool J. I time. love Deep Blue Sea, but very early on, who's Sam Jackson? Is it Samuel L. Jackson? He seems like he's the main character, but he also dies very early on and it's yes. hilarious. It is funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think that it's, it's a different beast from Game of Thrones thrones i mean maybe if we saw episode six or so whenever those characters die maybe then we would have had that same feeling where we're like oh but those are nice yeah, important characters I guess, yeah i wonder if it's like yeah if you saw like it'd be like if go ahead it'd be like if game of thrones the whole season was like planning the red wedding <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then it just happened or like saw- it was just like no like the happy parts of planning the wedding Pro- probably <laughs> picking out flowers <laughs> What's the catering going to be? And then just like everyone gets murdered. <laughs> I imagine if you saw the first episode of that season and then you skipped right to the wed- red wedding, it might feel that way. You know what I mean? Like it, we might have the same feeling, you know, if you watch like the first episode of that season and like there's still like, you know, it's still dark, but you don't expect it to go to where it goes. So maybe it's like, like maybe there's stuff in the middle that might have clued us into yeah you know better prepared us for this ending the things i have read it it seems like we didn't really miss much i mean maybe my psychological damage would have been mitigated by seeing some of the characters fake die earlier or whatever Mm. but um yeah this feels more to me like i don't know maybe again maybe if we did see three through ten or three through eleven it'd be different but I would have liked it more if it felt like a slasher movie like you referenced like watching yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. If all these characters were assholes, you know? Mm. But some of them, and including when there's just like innocent people in the town, which is like everybody for the last episode. Like if they were all just like really assholes to Saya and they were like, ha got my money for faking it <laughs> in front of you. And they're like, oh no, this Digimon's eating me. Um, but this was, this was interesting. You know? Yeah, I guess the only character I really cared about was Saya. Yeah, I liked her and her big hair. I do yeah. worry about her health with how tall and thin she is mm-hmm. and how sharp her chin is. She might hurt her And chest. And now how, uh, you know, half of her brain is uh, missing. Yeah, <laughs> I hope someone, maybe that dog, clues her in to how serious a problem it is to have your head <laughs> half blown off. I want to know if... if that's the first time that dog it's not. talked? It's not. It's not? Okay. 
No, it's not. I was wondering that where I was like, well, this show might as well just like show an asshole shitting on us at the end or something because <laughs> what the fuck is this? But no, the dog talks in like episode three or something. Okay. We jumped right past it. Okay. Um, yeah. At some point we, re- I realized like, oh fuck, we were supposed to watch one, five and 12 and Jackie and I were talking about what to do. And I was wondering if we should watch like one, two and five because we only, we already saw the first two. And then we would just have Miles tell us what happened in 12 while we told him oh, what no. would happen in five. What a different oh, podcast oh. that would be. <laughs> I wouldn't believe anything he said. You know what I yeah. mean? I'd be like, no, that doesn't happen. That's ridiculous. And then I'd watch it and be like, oh, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, it's weird. I feel like I can't justify my feelings, you know, because it's like these characters weren't deep and important and I didn't yeah. get to know them for a long time. I saw them in two episodes. It's mostly just like seeing people react to stuff. And like when you see the camera really linger yeah. You're like, what do you want from me? What are you doing? I feel sick. Well, this is a cool experience to talk about it. Yeah. But uh, Clamp is not batting a thousand with me. Oh. No, no, no. Well, Guess we're going to have to watch Chobits. Or Card Captors. Or Card Captor Sakura. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, if you made it this far. Um, yeah. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at JJBpod. If you have an email you want to send us, if you're a talking dog, you can write to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com um we have a patreon as i mentioned patreon.com slash jjbpod and yeah next week we'll be watching another patreon pick you know what i'll tell you what it is ahead of time usually we don't do that in case plans change last minute but we've been good about a schedule we're we're grown-ups we're gonna stick to it yeah next week we will be talking about rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai have a good week, everyone. Oh, gosh. This is another booby anime, isn't it? No, okay. it's not. It's actually not. All right, we'll find out. All right, bye. 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 See you later, boob heads. <laughs>